Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 30. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. So the first thing we have to cover is, I can't believe that we're at episode 30. I remember turning 30. Isn't that the moment at which you were... You had you could no longer say you weren't accountable for youthful indiscretions. No, Was that's that? fifty three. But oh, good, good, which is where I am oh, today. Good. So that's great. We'll come, that's great. Get back to me in episode fifty three. Congratulations and happy birthday. No, no, the, my actual birthday was a while back. No, no, no I mean the thirty for the Fed heads. Oh. this is about us, not you. Oh well. <laughs> well welcome to my life. Um, <laughs> So episode 30 just means that we have done 29 other fantastic pieces of audio work, and we're about to continue. That's Very right. excited. One more gift to our listeners. By the way, I was on a panel mm. a few weeks ago that was hosted by a government executive, mm-hmm. and they're talking about podcasts being the next big deal. Yeah. Although, I don't, <laughs> a little late. I don't know the next is. Uh, the next big deal in government marketing. Kind of already happening, but um, that's fine. And so one of the some of my other panelists were talking about engagement with listeners. Yes. We're not I don't I'd like to see a little bit more engagement. So What does that mean? I think talk, you know, comments from our listeners, questions. So you call may- in, maybe should we should introduce a call in segment. Oh gosh, no. You may remember that I was in radio for a little while. I do. Uh, before I do. we started this podcast. That's right. And in that field, engagement with your audience involved essentially getting out there to wherever your audience is. Now, years ago when I was in music radio, that would mean like you take the station van and you go out to, to the, the grocery store well, or to the no, farmer's market or it, something. We that's could do exactly that. right. That's, that's awesome. exactly right. Do we have to buy a truck? Well, that's, that's your call. With the huge Fed heads. Sign on the side. How great would that be? be awesome. Have the Fed Heads awesome. booth. And so what I'd like to do if we do that is get one of those wheels, and you can spin the wheel to win a prize. Yes. Because that's a big, that's an old radio station deal. Oh, great, great. We're sounding more like 60 than 30, but I like it. No, that's fine. Yeah. I mean. That's right. It worked. It, it did. It did. It worked great. great for many, many years. But the bottom line is engagement with our listeners mm-hmm. is something i'm hungry for so send us your questions i well, think they they can do that on soundcloud um and you can also leave comments on both the, in the google play store and you can also do it in the uh, apple in itunes that's great and then in the some, itunes store yeah, good. people can leave comments and rate it and now what i learned recently when it comes to that by the way is if you leave the higher rating that you leave, the, it does something with the algorithms and makes more people see it that didn't know that the podcast existed. Ah, oh, I'm going to tell my kids. So tell them. Going yeah, great. tell them to give us five stars or okay. five whatever it is. I don't, I don't know yeah. how that works. Unless they don't like it, in which case they should give us one. Yeah. But um, who would that be? Well, somebody that shouldn't listen if they don't yeah, like it that much. Right. Like what? Just yeah. stop listening. So at the risk of sounding like I'm just going to shake my fist at the stars for no apparent reason, um, let's get to what we really should talk about, which is originally when we set the agenda for this, it was going to be talking about the shutdown showdown and all that kind of jazz that we've done in this space a thousand times, it seems like, over the last five years or so. And turns out 
that's been yanked away from us because here we are at the beginning of a new fiscal year and a number I saw was like two-thirds of the dollars that will be spent fiscal 19 are already appropriated in regular order, essentially. It's pretty amazing. More agencies will have full funding uh, under regular order than at any time in the last couple of decades. It's you, been a long time since this has been been done. It's a, it's a great accomplishment. People uh, uh, really don't understand the kind of turmoil that this causes in agencies. Now I'm not sure they'll know what to do with themselves when they have all this wrapped up by the end. Now, now, of course, not everybody will have their full budgets. We'll still be under a continuing resolution for some important agencies. And whether or not we can get agreement on how much to fund the wall will be a big question. The most important thing that I think you said in all of that is, and you may have been saying it a little bit jokingly, but I think there's a lot of truth to it, is after so many years of CRs, the muscle memory is to think about working in that kind of environment. Now a lot of places won't have to. Now they'll be able – they came to work today, and they've got money starting today for new starts and continuation of programs into the next fiscal year and all that. They're not stretching. Agencies spend probably a quarter to a third of their contract budgets in the last quarter of the fiscal year. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that – they're having money earlier will mean that they can spread that out and um, start projects in a much more methodical, professional, normal way. So it should mean that. I hope we have not gotten into such a habit of having CRs that people have just decided, you know, over the summer, what's well, probably going to happen again because it's happened every year for the last 10 years and, or longer. And so that's what we plan toward. I would hope that agencies are going to take a more reasoned approach to their spending than they have in the past because they have lived, they're living in this new climate. We'll continue to track that, obviously, and it will be interesting to see if some maybe refreshers are necessary around the executive branch about how this works when you have money for That's an right. entire yeah. fiscal year. It probably means you'll see a big spike in that kind of spending right before the holidays, Mm. right before during the holidays. Interesting. Also on the agenda, the administration has said it's moving out to the degree that it can on reorg. And you were on my television program last week talking about this very topic. The part of that conversation that I think was the most interesting, we didn't have a chance to pull on that thread during the show, the argument seems to be the administration believes that there are a lot of these things it can move out on on its own. There are also a lot of these things that a lot of members of Congress think they should be able to weigh in on or at least have some visibility into. What's your sense of what happens when those two overlap? When the administration thinks Overlap it can, or conflict? Well, conflict is probably a better word, yes. Yeah. I think, you know, the Department of Education is a great example. Mm-hmm. The secretary wanted to re- reorganize some administrative functions. Um, OMB objected, um, and uh, over OMB's objections, the department nonetheless proposed the reorganizations, but didn't consult Congress. And 
so Congress has put in some pretty stern language that says they cannot go forward with those reorganizations and slapped them over the wrist for not having consulted them before proposing them or moving out on them, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of the worst case scenario where you um, get uh, congressional action to block the reorganization. Um, there's a you know a span of things that that some things require specific legislation like combining labor and education. Um, others, uh, you know, like reorganizing administrative functions within an agency, generally don't require explicit authorization. But again, if you're not giving Congress a heads up somebody's going to call and complain. Mm-hmm. And so you need to have laid the groundwork, made a robust justification for what you're doing so that when they do get complaints, they have good answers to those questions. There are two pieces of legislation, essentially the same legislation, one in each chamber. Um, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee has already approved a piece of legislation that would give the executive branch a lot more latitude than it has today to be able to make those efforts. There's a very similar piece of legislation in the House of Representatives. No sense yet that I'm aware of of that moving forward yet, but it's at least on the agenda. Um, That could potentially change that dynamic if there are a lot of things that the administration or some other administration in the future um, can do on its own without consulting Congress. Uh, Congress has been unable generally to uh, execute a reorganization without a crisis. The last big reorganization being the Department of Homeland Security, which didn't really work out so well. Well, I I, I, I consider the nation safer. Um, whether it's a consequence of those agencies being housed under one roof and better collaborating or not. Um, I, I do, there, there was logic to, but, to, to creating that department. But that's the that's the issue. Is I'm not disputing the fact that the country's safer, but I'm not sure anybody can directly attribute it to the fact that those twenty some organizations are now under the same roof, and there's tremendous evidence that they're not really collaborating nearly as well as they should be. What are we, 16 years on? Okay, that's a different show. <laughs> Let's go back to the theoretical reorganization, oh, which is much okay. easier to talk about. Oh, yes, that's much easier uh, to talk about there than is, actually uh, doing it. GAO has documented major overlap and duplication mm-hmm. in functions across the government, and you've got to think that rationalizing that is going to improve the performance of those programs. Mm-hmm. Congress has been unwilling to do that for lots of reasons. Yes, mostly that's po- true. Mostly political or, won't, or issues of jurisdiction. Um, so given the president authority to do this with some congressional oversight, but much greater flexibility, I think would be a great idea. Mm-hmm. Congress is, is working on that. I, I saw, you know, looked into the what came out of the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, and it looks like it got watered down pretty good. I'm not sure it gives the president a lot more mm-hmm. flexibility than he would have had, and that's what you need for it to be really attractive for an administration to invest time in. Mm-hmm. As you know, these are not the sexiest issues, so it's hard for Arcana. people to focus. Arcana. That's what we're about. That's why we're here. That's right. Arcana, baby. Uh, another piece of legislation that I know you're paying attention to is from Congressman Will Hurd, the uh, chairman of the House Oversight Government Reform Subcommittee on IT, and his ranking member, Congresswoman Robin Kelly of Illinois, uh, it's on chief information officers. What do you see in that legislation that you either like or don't like? 
Well, since I was at the table negotiating the E-Government Act of 2001, do we have a button for name dropping? We should. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'll get a dinger. I don't see why that bill needed amending. It was perfectly written in first draft. Of course. So. It's only 17 years old. They changed the name from the administrator. Nothing's changed in information technology in the last 17 years. Well, so. not in the federal government. Of course. Wow. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm just kidding. Boom. Um, the They changed the name of the administrator from the administrator of the Office of E-Government to yes. the uh, chief information officer of the United States and reporting okay. directly to the director of OMB. Um, those are cosmetic. Those aren't going to have any make any difference whatsoever. It was kind of already yeah. happening anyway. Right. And, and, and um, so I just think that's a waste of energy to spend time changing the names and reporting structures when they ought to be focusing on more substantive changes. Like what? Well, the funding, you know, we've got some flexibility in funding IT investments. Uh, oversight of where IT um, uh, operations and maintenance and modernization spending is going by agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's uh, a, a drive to shared services should accelerate modernization. Um, but unless you get somebody from OMB or Congress really driving that, it's not going to happen to the extent we want to. One of the things that OMB is driving in IT modernization is the Centers of Excellence Program, General Services Administration. And we learned last week that HUD, Department of Housing and Urban Development, will be the next agency to enter the Centers of Excellence Partnership Program among themselves, GSA, and OMB. Um, what what in there resonates with you? Anything? Well, I, you know, Sonny Perdue has set out, he's put a flag in the ground. He wants the USDA to be the best managed agency in the federal government. Mm-hmm. So that's where GSA started with its Centers of Excellence. Right. They've, they've launched the first stage of those, and I think they show great promise into improving the administration of USDA. Didn't you tell me there's a saying over there, too, that every day is sunny it's at right. USDA? That's How what, great is that? Yeah, that's what my friend Terry Megan says. Uh-huh. Um, the, Fantastic. Uh, uh, so Secretary Carson, I think, must be feeling a little competitive. Mm. And if there's an agency that could use a little center of excellence, I think it's the Department of Housing and Urban Development. That is traditionally one of the poorest managed agencies in the federal government. Um, I don't see any evidence that that's any different today, mm-hmm. but this could provide an impetus for fixing some long-standing management challenges at HUD. When you go into the centers of excellence, there's lots of support mechanisms and resources in place through GSA to do that. Uh, some of the things that Gary Washington has done as the CIO at USDA don't necessarily involve IT per se, Um for example, he's really reduced, really streamlined the reporting lines among the people who are feeding information up to him and how he's feeding information down through the organization. I think they had some huge number of CIOs. Huge, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, like I, I want to say in the 30s or 40s or something like that. It was ridiculous. And he streamlined that down to seven assistant CIOs across the the bureaus of that. Or It just makes a lot more sense as far as trying to then turn around and do the actual work. That's right. And, you know, in the private sector, when you're trying to make a profit, you do everything you can to squeeze administrative costs down. Mm -hmm. You don't have the same incentive in the government, so you need to be constantly finding ways to push out waste in those functions. 
and this is a perfect example. Um, you you know you don't need those that layer of bureaucracy. Um, streamlining that function is a is a great way to get those functions closer to the customer. So, th- just have a couple of minutes left. The idea of the centers of excellence. How do you measure that that? effort is successful, not the individual agencies, because you can go and you can see what USDA has done, and they have a success story to tell, which we actually should explore on this program, because I think it's interesting. Um, We'll be able to see, I think, the same results from HUD. Is that the tell on the Centers of Excellence idea, or how, how do you evaluate that to make sure it's doing what it should be doing to the best degree that it can be? Right. I think, um, the reduced cost in administrative functions over the long term is going to be a great measure of success. Increased adoption. The more agencies clamoring to stand up centers of excellence. You know, uh, the, ex- uh, the, the experience at USDA should have been rockier than it will be at HUD. Mm-hmm. T- two totally different cultures, so that may not completely play out the way I'm hoping. But um, they ought to apply the lessons learned at adopting those centers of excellence at HUD that they learned at USDA. So accelerated adoption of the benefits of the centers of excellence and then general practices in those areas, um, IT, customer experience, those data analytics. Those are things that you ought to be able to take those, the, um, the benefits realized by each agency and apply them much more quickly at the other agency. If well, one of those then is already could be judged a success then I think. And that's the demand from other agencies because I'm told that there were six other agencies that wanted to be the second one. And HUD got it and I imagine it's probably because of what you outlined that they really need the help. Yeah. That's um, right. but if by that measure then it's already working because there's a lot of people that wanted to be uh, number two, and they're already standing by, I'm told, to roll out number three within the next three or four months. So they're, they're going to keep this, they're going to really juice the pipeline here before too long. You could really dramatically improve the management of government this way by really streamlining a lot of those management practices by taking those reforms door to door. All right. I have one final thing that I want to mention is something that you and I should pay attention to and, and watch in future episodes. Um, the Defense travel system has been a nightmare for, I don't know, however long it's existed. People hate it. People just can't stand the idea of even using it. The Defense Department led a contract not long ago to SAP Concur, which is a commercial provider of those exact services. I use it myself. And, and, and I do as well. And that, to me, was a tremendous breakthrough because it strikes me that five years ago or ten years ago, a government agency that needed that service would have brought in a traditional contractor and built something from scratch, and it would take six years to determine that it costs a whole bunch of money and it doesn't work. And instead, they went to a commercial vendor who does that. I'm using air quotes, and I think that's the most important element. They chose somebody who that's what they do, and they're going to just do it for this organization the same as they did it for organizations in the private sector. I think that's a tremendous breakthrough. And now we'll all have the shared experience of not being able to get as many direct flights from National as you want. (laughs) Well, that's a problem that I don't have. I don't live in the jet-setting world that you do. That's exactly how it feels. 
We made but it. We will watch that. That's a good. That's a very good example of a function that everybody who comes to work needs, and um, uh, and you know, defense employs more people than anyone in the world. So uh, uh, that 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 is a good example to cite. We made it through episode thirty. Thirty okay. times we've done. Congratulations! This. It's unbelievable. Thirty and many more to come. If our listeners would engage, come on. We want comments and and uh, critiques. Do we want critiques? Sure, why not? Right, that's right. We're big boys, we can take it. We can take it. Great, great to be with you each of those 30 times, Francis. Thank you, nice to see you. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.